Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and if you are new to the show, welcome. If you have been listening for a while, welcome back. Um, Joyfully You Podcast is all about activating our joy. How do, re- how do we reconnect with that innocence of the inner child that wants to be curious, that is naturally creative, that wants to feel a little pep in their step. You know what I mean? That feeling of trusting that everything is working out for you. And we have different waves in life. We ride this wave of life, especially if you're a sensitive soul like myself, a recovering people pleaser like myself, then you understand how important it is to know how to soothe yourself. And maybe you're in the process of learning those tools of how do you pull yourself up when you find yourself spiraling into a dark spot? How do you ask for help when you realize you need it? How do you open yourself up to being in flow with the life around you and with your life and your dreams and your personal alignment rather than swimming upstream? And you know you're swimming swimming upstream if you're exhausted, right? It's really exhausting to not be ourselves and... It's not always on purpose that we're trying to do this, but it's more of checking in with how do we feel. I've had many times in my life where I just don't even feel like myself, and it's because I have I I stopped prioritizing the things that was activating my joy because I I was allowing my thoughts and my emotions to get the best of me of believing certain stories my ego was telling me that I wasn't good enough or that I didn't have what it took or that what was the point or like being in this waiting ground or disassociating so with all that to say trust the journey that you're on trust the process that you're in and trust that things are going to feel lighter and they're going to get lighter and they aren't going to stay heavy if they've been feeling heavy for you they're not going to stay um shitty if things have been shitty for you but it's important to start recognizing your own train of thought And this is why it can be so alarming if you allow yourself to get into a negative train of thought about yourself or a negative pattern or a negative habit and continuously letting it grow, that train of thoughts and that those beliefs start to pick up speed in a direction that isn't actually serving us. So have you ever had moments where all of a sudden you kind of wake up and realize like, holy shit, what have I been doing? Or why have I been ignoring these things in my life? Or why have I not cared? And all of a sudden the passion is activated again, you know? So how does that passion get activated? How do we slow down that train of thought and redirect it towards a train of thought that is supporting us towards ease, towards grace, towards love, towards compassion, towards tenderness, towards fierceness. Maybe you need to activate your strength and your power. You know, maybe you need to activate your grace and your compassion. You know, whether you have been going like crazy and feeling like you're burning out or whether you haven't been taking action on things and you've been caught in this loop of indecision or boredom or not caring. You know, that's kind of my trauma response to things rather than going, going, going. I'm normally pretty happy and satisfied with... um, having an active or full schedule but my kind of trauma response to things whenever I'm scared or worried is more disassociation and checking out and not feeling connected to the world around me and so I just want to share with you a couple different ways to 
rephrase and reword some of the difficult times that maybe you've been experiencing. So the first one, if you've been experiencing anxiety, okay, I'm going to give you a couple reframes of how you can talk about this when you are discussing it with other people. Um, We did an episode last week about the stories you tell and how you describe your life. Um, And this, these are different things that could support you in that. So when you're talking about having anxiety, a way you can reframe that is saying, I have a lot of adrenaline. You know, I've, I'm, I've been feeling a lot of adrenaline, you know, another way that you could talk about it is calling it my fire. So instead of my anxiety, you could say my fire, my fire has been burning strong because the moment we can start to look at something like anxiety as neutral, meaning it's not good. It's not bad. It's simply information. It's information that our body is trying to alert us and talk to us and communicate something with us, whether it's trying to get us to physically move or make a change or it's asking something from us. That anxiety is often coming from there's a part of you that wants something that your rational mind is not allowing you to have, or there's a part of you that wants to say something that your rational mind, and the rational mind being the ego, the part that wants to keep us safe and protected, and the part of our mind that wants us to avoid conflict at all times, you know, that's one of the biggest tell tell all signs for me. And um, when I think back of past relationships, especially with dating, where it was unhealthy relationships, where I wasn't standing up for myself, or I wasn't communicating what I liked and didn't like. And so I would find myself feeling super anxious and like feeling this bubble balling up inside of me that I just wanted to remove myself from the situation. And that's because I hadn't created that trust within myself to know, oh, I'm feeling this anxiety because I need to say something and I'm restricting myself from allowing that communication to happen, you know, or if it's anxiety around the anticipation of something, say it's something like the first day of school or the first day of a job or um, doing something that you're out of your comfort zone or where you're being publicly seen or heard, you know, anything that we're being seen or heard is going to create some nerves because it's something that's our deepest desire, but it's also our deepest fear. You know, we want to be heard, seen, and loved individually as humans, but all of a sudden when we're being heard, seen, and loved, our ego is like, whoa, this is unsafe. We are in the crossfire of potential rejection and judgment and conflict. I don't like it. You know, even if it isn't, um, something that's detrimental to your physical health, it could still be something that's scary. So a way that you can reword it and reframe it is that you're excited. Because if there's something going on that is a good thing and you're nervous because you care so much about it, then you're actually excited. And when we start using the words like I'm feeling a lot of adrenaline right now and I'm really excited, my fire's burning bright, you know, when we start to describe it in that way, our brain and our, our, our cells are eavesdropping on every thought and every word that we say. So the same exact chemical that our body experiences when we're anxious is the same exact chemical our body experiences when we're excited. The only difference is how we classify and label it because we can look at it as, oh, this is, I'm getting all this anxiety. So maybe this is a sign I shouldn't do it when maybe it's actually, I'm so excited that this is the sign I know I'm supposed to do it. And whenever you're feeling super anxious because you're excited about something, you are on the edge of your comfort zone. You just found your upper limit. You just found that edge of your comfort zone and you are literally growing. You know, when you're working out or when you're swimming or running, um, and you're exercising and you feel that burn in your muscles and you know that your muscles are literally growing, but that growth process is them burning and it hurts. And it's like, Oh, can I do more? Can I, I don't know. I'm going to push it, but it hurts. It's burning. Right. 
So, so much. And we think about childbirth, a baby coming into this world, it, it for the mother, it's painful. It's excruciating. It's like, you know, traumatizing for some people. And so it, we have all of these examples in nature of growth being painful, growth being uncomfortable, growth being this stretching experience, it's stretching you outside what you believe is possible for yourself. Okay. So when it comes to anxiety, just remember that not all anxiety, not that feeling of anxiety, it's not all bad. You know, it's our navigation system alerting us that, you know, growth is happening or change is like is being asked of us. Our intuition and our gut is so strong and so wise and so fierce, but our rational mind that wants to protect us and avoid conflict and and keep things all peaceful, you know, like even at the detriment of of silencing ourselves, you know, it's still there. So if you do experience it, ask yourself, what am I avoiding feeling? What am I avoiding saying? What am I not taking action on that can be causing this fire to burn? Because if we think about the element of fire, calling your anxiety my fire, fire is the element of transformation. Fire is the element that can take wood and turn it into ash and transform it into something completely different. They call this alchemizing. If you've ever heard the word alchemy, it's to take something and transform it into something completely different. And so remember that that anxiety is fuel. It's that fire. It's like you have the energy to do something, but there's a part of you that isn't allowing you to take action on it. And sometimes it's like just going for a walk. When we start to think about it as adrenaline, we think about, oh, I have adrenaline. My body is getting ready to protect itself in some way. And so I need to release this adrenaline to feel a little bit more comfortable. So if we start looking at it like that, of like, I'm just going to take a walk up and down the street. I don't care if I'm in my flip-flops or my slippers or whatever, like allowing yourself to, allowing yourself to be where you are without judging yourself for having it. And I think that's such a big, important part of practicing self-love is noticing what you're experiencing and allowing yourself to navigate through it versus shaming yourself for experiencing it in the first place. If you ever find yourself thinking like, I shouldn't be anxious right now. Why am I anxious? I shouldn't be anxious, right? Versus, oh, interesting. I'm anxious right now. Okay. What is this trying to tell me? Maybe I care about this more than I realized. Or, oh, maybe I'm actually nervous because I'm feeling a lot of adrenaline. My fire is starting to grow and it's burning right now. I feel the fire. My fire is awake, you know, what, however you want to talk about it, but not shaming yourself for experiencing it. Because when all of a sudden we say, oh man, I'm feeling anxiety. I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this. And we start ignoring it and it grows versus allowing ourselves to feel it. And then that's what gives ourselves permission to navigate out of it. Right. I think a lot of the times if people, people assume that if I'm accepting something and I'm allowing something that I'm, I'm settling or letting it take over me. No, it's like having a map and not knowing where this you're starting, but you know where you want to go. So it's like, Oh, I want to go over here to happiness and joy, but I don't know where I actually am on the map in order to create that, that path. Right. If we're all in San Diego and we're like, okay, let's go to New York. But no one knows where the starting point, well, that's not a good example. It's like if everyone wants to go to New York, but no one knows where we're starting. So how do we get the route? Anyways, such a detailed analogy, but you get the point. That is why it's important to be okay with where you're at. And that's why I'm so passionate about journaling. And to be honest, you guys, I have fallen out of my journaling practice so much over the past couple of weeks. And so 
I've been experiencing so much more mental clutter because I haven't been doing the practice that gives me so much mental clarity, right? And it's like, I teach this, I know this, but I'm human and I still get out of my routine and I still get out of my, I still get into funks, right? And so this week I've been practicing coming back to my journal and just allowing myself a couple minutes to check in with what I'm feeling and not allowing myself to get jaded or get into an autopilot or just overthinking things to the point of having a freaking headache, you know? putting pen on paper and allowing all of these thoughts to have a home. And then you can look at them differently and we start to problem solve and we start to kind of coach ourselves, you know, because you might think, oh, I know everything going on. I don't need to write it down. But once you start writing, more stuff comes out that you didn't realize. So writing has been a huge outlet for that as well. So that's one way. Another, another kind of reframe with different words. If you talk about depression of like, I'm feeling really depressed, a word that I like to use to reframe that is I'm feeling disconnected because it almost, when you say I'm feeling disconnected, the mind automatically is like disconnected from what? And then that's the eye opener. That's, you know, I think of the third eye, that vision, that future, the, the intuition, like that becomes awakened when we think about disconnection because the mind wants to know, well, what am I disconnected from? And only, you know, that maybe you've, pinched yourself off from some of your own joy. Maybe you've pinched yourself off from feeling good by not exercising. Maybe you feel disconnected from your relationships. Maybe you feel disconnected from your family. Maybe you feel disconnected from the things that normally bring you happy, bring you joy, bring you happy, bring you happiness. (laughs) Um, I know that's definitely happened to me where I know it's something that brings me joy, but I'm not making time to do it. So then I allow myself to stay in a state of dissatisfaction of like not being satisfied with anything, forgetting to lean into some of the basic, simple things. Um, Because when we feel depressed, it is a disconnection. We're disconnected from our heart. We're disconnected from love. We're disconnected from... We're disconnected from the present moment because, you know, anxious is when we're worried about the future. Depression is when we're worried about the past and we can't allow ourselves to be fully present in the moment. And so whenever I found myself feeling depressed, it's often that I'm being so hard and critical on myself that I'm mad at myself for feeling depressed, which causes more depression. (laughs) Great cycle, isn't it? You know, so notice whatever cycle you're in. If you find yourself getting into these different cycles of not being satisfied or feeling disconnected or feeling your fire, whatever it might be, and checking in with different urges that come to you as a way to, of, of relief, right? You may, might get an idea of something that sounds really nice, but you have to take action on it before your mind talks you out of it, before your mind tells you like, that's a dumb idea. Let's watch TV instead. I mean, even just like cutting yourself off from the TV for one week and just tell yourself, I'm I'm giving myself permission to literally do anything else except watch TV. If you find that you've been spending a lot of time doing that, because it's a great place to escape. You know, it's a lot of good, a lot of juicy drama, a lot of good shows, you know, a lot of entertainment to help us avoid whatever things we're actually feeling in our life. Even if you just do two days. Like, what would you do if you weren't watching TV? Anything else would probably, like, this is where different um, ideas of things that that can help bring you clarity, help bring you a sense of ease, help relieve some of the pressure that maybe you've been holding on to or have within you, okay? So I just want to send you guys so much love. Whatever step of the journey you're in, whatever you're in the process of creating, process of healing, process of feeling, um, 
the alignment that you're searching for is also searching for you, okay? I'm sending you guys a big old hug, a big virtual hug. I'm here in California, um, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and listening to Joyfully You podcast. It's so great being able to connect with you guys on Instagram and being able to hear some of the stories of how the show has supported you and changed your life. And I just want to say that I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. I'm there with you. You know, the same, I'm human too. I I fall down and I have to pick myself up or I get stuck into different train of thoughts that aren't serving me and I have to slow it down and turn it around, right? It's, It's choosing again and being willing to give ourselves permission to start again and to fail and to fall up and then to love ourselves through it and to try again and remember that no one is as critical as we are of ourselves. so this is where we get to have forgiveness and compassion and admiration and pride and and tuning into the things that you're proud of yourself for to activate that part of you that knows you're worthy you're worthy of love you're loving lovable and worthy of anything this world has to offer okay All right, if you guys love this episode or you know someone that needs to hear it, go ahead and send it to them or post it to your Instagram story. Take a screenshot. Tag me at Kelsey Lowe Show. Um, All right, well, thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.